Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast, killing mythical creatures in a magical world. Today is July 3rd, equal to Cancer 13th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. 1057 AD is the year Norman forces under William the Conqueror defeat the Franco-Angevin army at the mouth of Dives. King Henry I, on campaign in Normandy, is forced to retreat his army. In the magical wonderland of Fabella, a fawn squared off against a deadly beast. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Cancer 13th, 5057, FY, equal to July 3rd, 1057 AD, Earth Year. In a quest to establish a new trade route, the Avalon Empire is hard at work sending troops out to seize highly valued remote territories across the eastern seaboard. A fawn by the name of Angus Paternin leads a team to Astar in the hopes of claiming land along the coast. Astar is Fabella's Africa. It's a dry, hot continent hosting the most dangerous monsters in the world. Days after they arrive, Paternin discovers some of his workers have disappeared. Foul play is suspected, as there are scattered tribes of minotaurs in the area, and a great deal of conflict among the workers. But it's not long before the true reason for their disappearance comes to light. One night, after work, a dwarven slave master on the project, one Ugnog Salger, is relaxing inside a tent. When something horrifying happens, a huge cockatrice stuck its head in, seized Ugnog, and dragged him out of the tent. The next morning, they found only a head. His forehead had been shredded by a fierce reptile. But there's more. Paternin examines the tracks that encircle the camp. He determines that the attacks are the work of a cockatrice. Cockatrices are scattered throughout Fabella's equator. They hunt in packs of around seven females and one alpha male. Habitats consist of fortified tents constructed from twigs, flower petals, and leaves to camouflage them against the forest floor. It is here the cockatrice will lie in wait for prey to stray across it. 
A cockatrice builds its nest wherever it thinks would be a good place to pounce on some poor animal. The average cockatrice clan would have at least nine nests spread throughout the region. Cockatrices are lean, mean, killing machines. Their talons can rip clean into any animal organs with one swipe. A long tail, layered with the spikes, act as the perfect club, and their ear-piercing screeches are enough to deafen centaurs. They have wings, but these are almost completely useless. The wings are really only there to help the cockatrice guide silently down to the ground after leaping great distances. The cockatrice's legs are strong enough to force it to hop 60 feet in the air. They can glide 10 miles before being forced to land. Soon large numbers of frightened laborers abandon the camp. With the mission in serious jeopardy, Paternin realizes the only way to protect his crew is to hunt and kill the cockatrices. He tracks the beasts. He uses blinds and waits over baits in hopes that the cockatrice might be attracted to them. But the cockatrices prove adept at avoiding his sights until early one morning. Shrouded in darkness on a platform high above the ground, Paternin hears the sinister growls of what he believes is a cockatrice. He felt threatened himself as though he were the prey rather than the cockatrice. Then he raises his wand and fires into the night. The spell connects. He could tell from the sound of the beast flopping down to the ground that it was a mortal wound. The next morning, Paternin inspects his kill. A perfectly enormous male cockatrice. It took eight men to carry the beast back to camp. Paternin saves the skin and skull of the cockatrice as trophies, and with the threat eliminated, workers return their focus to colonizing Astar, and in 5061, the Astaran colony of Nabramo joins the Avalon Empire. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.